Hello everyone and welcome to the Good Love Podcast, a Good Love Project production with your friendly neighborhood sex geek and good lover, Katrina Boots Ransom. Here at the GLP, we strive for informed, enthusiastic consent, so this is your content warning. The Good Love Podcast is a sex and relationship education podcast directed to adult listeners. We offer playful, powerful, and positive education on sexuality, pleasure, kink, sexual health and wellness, and a slew of other grown and sexy topics. If you find any of these topics objectionable, you're welcome to skip an episode or even the whole show. If you're under 18, we recommend heading over to scarleteen.com for all youth-focused sex ed needs. Now, if you're an enthusiastic yes, get comfy and enjoy the show. Today's topic is going to be uh, the beginning of like an ongoing thing in preparation for a book that I'm working on um, that is going to be a workbook for DS or dominance and submissive relationships. So let's start with something really basic. We're going to start at the beginning. What does dominance in a relationship mean? What, what does it mean to be dominant? What is, uh, what traits um, does a good dominant have? How should a good dom behave? What is dominance? So to me, first and foremost, anything. Dominance is about trust. Whether or not you decide to bring um, pain or intense sensation into your play or you're playing with more shadowy elements, your dominance always takes the form of caretaking or even service um, and leadership, guidance. The very intimacy of power exchange demands trust. As a dom, I try to create a safe space for my submissives, and as a sub, I am a uh, D-type leaning switch, you would say. As a sub, I expect my dom to do the same for me, and this goes for tops and bottoms as well. We'll, I'll discuss the difference between doms and subs and tops and bottoms in another video, but um, pretty much everything I'm saying here right now while I'm talking about being dominant or receiving dominance, um, if you identify more as a top, this um, can still apply to you. Uh, you know, creating a safe space includes like clear, open communication, transparent negotiating of boundaries. I would say explicit communication of needs, wants, desires, limits, boundaries. Knowledge of safety protocols for the types of play that we may want to engage in and aftercare. Now, aftercare is a personal choice and a personal option. Um, and again, that's something else that I'll get into more in another video. Uh, 
I am pretty militant personally about aftercare, both um, in the feeling that uh, as a dom or a top, you should um, give, and as, you know, actually it doesn't even matter, dom or sub, top or bottom, I think um, everyone deserves aftercare. And it can look differently for people, but everyone deserves aftercare and everyone has a responsibility to at least a certain amount of aftercare. But again, getting, I'm getting ahead of myself here. I'm kind of getting into the weeds. Um, that will be a topic for another day. So, um, but yeah, so, um, explicit, clear communication, transparent negotiating of boundaries, knowledge and safety protocols and aftercare, whether you're including elements of SM, sadomasochism, pain play, these elements do not change. Um, the first traits that I look for in a dominant are going to be like self-awareness, respect, and humility. Do they think before they act or speak, or are they rude or brash? Um, do they treat everyone with a general degree of dignity, or do they tend to, particularly in, within kink spaces, do they tend to look down on subs or anyone they consider it like a newbie? Um, do they listen to people from a place of curiosity and compassion rather than listening to react? That one's a little more subtle. You've, you've got to pay attention, but you can you can spot it. A dom with no self-regulation, in my mind, is not a dom. Because the first person that you control is yourself. I know that probably sounds a little cliche, but it's true. The first person you control that you guide is yourself. Uh, when I'm in a dom space, I often take the role of princess or like um, a sir or daddy. Um, the princess role is kind of a dominant little. Again, that's something else that we'll get into. Yes, you can be a little and be a dominant or be, you know, a little and a top. More things for another day. Um, my princess role is like kind of vaguely spoiled, bratty, but even in that heads, bratty headspace, I'm still very much aware of my limits, my partner's boundaries, our agreements, their needs, their preferences. Um, as a sir, um, when I'm in sir space, that's definitely like my most uh, sadic sadistic role as sir or as um, mistress, if it's, a, if it's a paying gig. I'm personally not a fan of the honorific mistress for me, um, but for uh, paying uh, clients or students that want a femdom experience, I'll use it. Um, but even in those most sadistic spaces, the most sadistic moments, I always practice from a place of do no harm. Um, you know, I think a lot of Hollywood films would have you believe that, that doms are like 
All business, all the time. Very serious, very serious, stoic, maybe even tortured. Oh, the torture, Tom. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> if you look at all of the gray men, it's where it's like a secret family of uh, Hollywood male doms. You would like Christian Gray and E. Edward Gray and John Gray. That's getting all the way back into the 80s with nine and a half weeks. And yes, I'm definitely aging myself. Are we all like really far back? Dorian Gray, not a dom per se, but there's definitely you know, some Dorian Gray-esque elements for some of these guys. I feel like he fits, like he fits in. They're like, <laughs> sorry, I'm really going off uh, out of left field on like a weird tangent now. My ADD brain is just like, oh, it's like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. We have all these like Joe stars, but they're gray stars. But I don't like them. <laughs> um... Anyway, back on point. That might be a video for another day, too. The gray stars. The gray family. Anyway, back on point. You know, uh, yeah. The doms are always it's very, very serious. Usually secretly tortured in some way, whether it's because they feel shame for their urges or uh, if it's a femdom, which you, the only time you really see femdoms in... Uh, mainstream media is often like as a, a pro dom who like is either this like larger than life person who is perfect in every way and is just like you know this unbelievable ice queen um and she's always in role um or maybe maybe if we get past a little bit, she may also have a little bit of that tortured, like, oh, I'm really a sub, but I don't feel safe, so I have to be a dom, kind of thing. But it's always very serious and very, like, all business all the time. The only smile that you get from doms in these movies are, like, when they're causing pain, and most of them have almost no sense of humor. This image of the forever stoic dom is, it's just ridiculous, and... Frankly, it's kind of insulting. It paints D-type kingsters as these one-dimensional characters devoid of any joy or light. In real life, doms laugh and cry and scream on roller coasters or when they stub their toe. Not all doms are dominant all the time. Yeah. Some folks live the role 24-7. And yeah, the, those 24-7 doms, they tell bad jokes and get colds, too. They're all human. You know, some people are, you know, they're only doms when they're, they're only in role during a play scene or and like at events and things. But the thing that they have in common, or things that they have in common... And so they're all human. And they're all real dominants. Is whether you're a dom in the bedroom or in every facet of your life, whether you play with pain or you are more gentle and a caretaker, 
whether you give service, because a service top is a thing, again, we'll get into that another day, whether you give service or you receive service, it's all valid. There is no one true way to be a dom. There is not like this perfect cookie cutter, like, okay, I've checked off all these things and now I, you know, I have the outfit and the, the this and the this, uh, and now I'm, I am a dom with a capital D. There's so many ways to show up as a dom and it's all, I don't want to minimize any of it. Uh, when I say it's all window dressing, you know, cause it's, it's not, it's, it's not, um, it's not anything small how you choose to dom but you know whether you're a, a mommy or a teacher or you know some maybe you like to take a military role and have like your little cadets um whatever it is maybe you don't have like a role at all you're just you and you're a dom uh, all of that is what wraps around the core. And the core of dominance, in my opinion, is, and this is gonna go right back to the beginning, the core of dominance is trust. Trust, leadership, caretaking, taking responsibility, for yourself and for your charges, your steps, whether that's taking responsibility for them within that hour that you're playing or, you know, your whole life from the moment that you have your coloring ceremony all together. So, um, I would love to get your opinions, your, your voices back on this and tell me what traits you look for in a dom. What are the green lights? We talk a lot about the red lights and we'll talk about, you know, or the red flags. We talk about red flags a lot. Um, but tell me what are your green flags? 